Join Sean and Brad as they talk about sports and share a beer. From the east coast of Canada to the west coast of the United States. Over to you, boys. Everybody, hey, what's good with you? Guys, beer sports. My name is Brad Tesh, coming to you from the west coast of the United States. With me, as always, my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the voice, Sean Valancourt. Sean, how are you? Ah, doing good, man. Can't complain too much. Very excited about this week's show. I would listen to you if you uh, did complain. I like that you got a haircut, though, so good job. Well, thank you. Thank you. I uh, you know, even took down the beard a little bit there, too. I look like a human being again. So. Yeah. Take the earrings out, trimmed your beard. Not sure I know who you are. (laughs) Right there tells you rush. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Always in a rush. Always. Yeah. (laughs) uh, You know, Sean. One thing you and I really enjoy is UFC, and we haven't touched on it lately, just from the busyness of the NFL and the NHL season kicking off and those things. But there is a card coming out, uh, UFC 272, Mm -hmm. right, coming up this weekend. Uh, What are Mm -hmm. your thoughts on the card? it's constructed oh boy i man i i gotta be honest with you at best this is a this is a fight night <laughs> at best you you they want us to pay 70 bucks for this for colby covington against jorge masvidal two guys that have not bought beat uzman uh and they're gonna beat each other up they're trying to sell this like this is like a big thing. You have, you have Rafael Dos Anjos against Renato Moicano as the co-main. Uh, yeah, this to me, this screams, hey, this could have been done on a Saturday night on ESPN. <laughs> uh, not only could have, should have. Yeah, like I, I understand you get into lulls, but uh, yeah, I'm not about to spend 70 bucks on this. This is crazy. Uh, no. Right, it's, it's Kevin Holland and Alex uh, Olivier, Olivier, whatever his name is. Oliveira, Alex yeah, Oliveira. Oliveira. Mm-hmm. And Fight Greg Knight. Hardy, yeah, Greg Hardy Greg against Sergey Spider. Yeah, like Fight Night. Yeah, it's all Fight Night. It's 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 absolutely. I don't know. I mean, the UFC's got to put out a product. I understand that monthly, but come on, they. Yeah. This is this is Not just. This this is an embarrassment, and, and I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to like you know dog. I'm not trying to dog these guys because I know that they work hard. But come on, all you guys. Well, this isn't a. This isn't a shot at the fighter, right? I mean, the fighters no. are going to sign up for the fight. They are. This is a shot at Uncle Dana and the UFC because they can't put together a top night. Like, come hard. on. Do you think Colby and Jorge Masvidal, after the win on this, they're actually going to get another shot at Usman? Like, come on. Like. Don't don't sell this to me. It's they don't deserve it. No, I mean, and they're trying to sell it like you know these guys have this big grudge, and maybe I, I don't know. I mean, they're selling a fight, you know. Do you uh, trust that either one of them isn't playing a character though? Oh, they're all play. Yeah, it's it's all it's all playing a character. These, they're playing especially up. these two, especially these two, right? That's what they do. Trust anything comes out of their faces. I'm not. Yeah, you know, I would be hard pressed to like. Listen, if there was like a top 10 college basketball game on, I'd watch that over this card. There's no way in God's green earth I'm paying for this card. No, I'm going to be watching the late game on uh, hockey (laughs) on the West Coast here. That's exactly right. Fight night, I might flip in and see who it is. I'm not sitting down to watch it. 
let alone no. pay for it. So 70 anyway. bucks? No. It's you know, speaking of guys that do have their stuff together with us today, Derek Clark from Fight League Atlantic. So tune in for that interview. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, welcome here to Guys Beer Sports. We are joined again with my very special guest, my friend Derek Clark from Fight League Atlantic. Derek, how are you? Great. Thanks so much. I uh, really appreciate you guys having me back on. It's been uh, a couple months now. And yeah, how you doing? I'm good, man. Last time we talked, you were in your backyard uh, trying to avoid a bee. Um, it was pretty It was pretty entertaining. But I mean, at the same hand there, you ended up giving us a great rundown of what was happening there in uh, the Nova Scotia area there, in, uh, in that area there about mixed martial arts. Yeah, how about you just give us a quick recap of that there quickly? Yeah, we, uh, that was actually, that's funny. I remember that was, that was uh, on a nice warm sunny day to completely opposite of what it is now where it's minus 25 or something out here and, and cold, but uh, comes with the territory, I guess, in this time of year. Um, our events, man, like at that point, I think we were doing another grappling event because, uh, because of the COVID whole restriction thing, we were able to pull off one MMA event in the last two years since February, February, 2020, was FLA one shut down until October of uh, last year, FLA two. And in between that, we did three submission Kumite events. Um, we've done a lot of jujitsu events in the past, more like tournaments and grappling matches on the mats, but now we've added our cage and it just, uh, it just seems to have taken our whole brand and everything to a different level. It gives athletes two different ways to kind of have an outlet. Well, it also gives the, the scene an outlet, not just, you know, grappling, but it also MMA um so these kumites are more like usually they're 16 man or in eight uh women brackets but this particular one that's coming up is a 32 man so it's 32 guys uh bought a golden ticket uh they received a golden ticket for this event and what will happen is 32 men and eight uh eight women because obviously the, the female scene's a little bit smaller out here but it's growing and uh other tournament brands are doing a great job promoting them as well and it's it's a great community out here so um long story short these 32 athletes will start in the morning at 9 a.m uh the females will go so that bracket of eight will break down there'll be four matches which will break it down to the top four and then 32 men will go 16 matches. The top 16 will, who win will then move on to the pay-per-view that night. So the, the top 16 men and the top four women, so they, they compete once during the day and the winners move on. And then that night they'll compete in the 16-man bracket, or which is another four matches essentially. So it's five matches in a day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yes. man. That is like old school um, UFC nonstop, keep fighting, next one. Except yeah. with with a little bit more, you know, you still, uh, do you have rounds in these or are they so like five minute rounds? Round. 10 yes. minutes per round. So we're going like like pride, like pride almost there. Well, but there's no striking. So it's, it's submission grappling only, right? So it makes it even worse. <laughs> in some ways, for some people, like, it's, I'll tell you like, well, I shouldn't say that because when you, when you're exhausted and there's someone on top of you punching you in the face, there's nothing worse than get like gassing out and like nothing to do. Oh, it's a terrible thing. But anyway, go, going back to that, these 10 minute rounds. So it's seven minutes. The first seven minutes are submission only. 
So you have seven minutes to submit. And then if not, it goes into a three minute overtime round, um, which is uh, points based. So there's a IBJJF, which is International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. They have a points based system. So, so you pass or you mount someone, it's a certain amount of points, take someone's back, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. So then at, at the end of the overtime, if there's no, if it's a draw, like if no one got points or whatever, then it would go to a judge's decision. So wow, yeah, it's, it's a busy day. And because of COVID restrictions, we have to kind of do it a little bit, like kind of uh, stagger the times a little bit, but we're streaming everything for free during the day. Everything will be free on our Facebook and YouTube pages. And then the top 16. And, and uh, we also have two great super fights uh, between black belts in the local scene here competing too. So that'll be all pay-per-view tonight. Wow. This is all on March 12th. Um, this is so, yeah. Like I remember, I remember that, uh, when you were doing FLA two, you're getting ready for it. And then they, like the, the government in Nova Scotia pulled the rug from you there taking away, um, I believe it was your commission license there in order to do it just due to COVID. Yeah, they, no, they didn't take our license. That's a whole different conversation, but they, okay. they, they, they could, they should, they could have, I guess, but they did. Yeah. Um, long, long story short, we weren't happy with what happened and, you know, it's, we voiced our opinion and, but then the day they rule the roost and, and they did what's Nova Scotia took a very cautious approach when it came to COVID and right. whether I think it's right or wrong at the end of the day, they're the smart people who have the science and then they're the ones we have to follow. And so they made the right decision and they did what they chose to do. And so, yeah, long story short, they didn't, they didn't, uh, do that, but they, they just moved our event. They canceled it. Um, right. so we were forced to move our, we had a, ch- a choice. We could have canceled the event, but at that point it's been two or three events that kind of were not, ca- not canceled directly at all. Just more so COVID restrictions related. Right. We getting delayed or shut down. So at that point we felt so bad for the fighters. So we were like, let's push forward. And you ended up going to uh, new Brunswick, if I'm not mistaken, right? Moncton. Yes, sir. Yeah. Are you staying there for your events now or? uh for the foreseeable future yeah you'll probably see us there moncton is a great location for for anybody who's a fight fan obviously elite one who used to to do events i don't know if they're going to come back and do events hopefully they do uh they did a lot of really wonderful events in the moncton area um but they're they don't seem to be doing events anymore and and it's important that you know more brands because it gives athletes opportunity to fight you know we can only put say we put four or five cards on a year that's realistically like 50 to 60 fights. Right, you know, if you're, if right, you're right. doing 10 to 12 fights a card. So that's only 120 people when we have a registry of 600 people who want to fight. So there's, there's right. lots of people, who, lots of opportunities, but anyway, uh, so I don't know once, I think we'll probably end up back in Nova Scotia by the fall of 2022. We haven't announced that yet, but that's, that's our plan is, uh, Ooh, you know, inside we, scoop. We've had a meeting <laughs> with the commission and like a, a you know, a quick, quick meeting, but, you know, just kind of going over things and we apologized and all that kind of stuff and move forward. Right. So. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I know right now, I think New Brunswick already lifted all the restrictions if I'm not mistaken. Um, Nova Scotia, like there's no vaccine passport as of today, actually. As of today for you guys. Yeah. We're March. We're tomorrow in Ontario <laughs> tomorrow. So, yeah. So, and then I think I think New Brunswick maybe tomorrow or the next day, and then by March 
So two days after our event, unfortunately, March 14th, I was hoping they'll lift them. Maybe they'll lift them a, a little bit more before mm. March 14th, but I don't think, but basically you can have 75% of the venue. Okay. But because of our cage and the venue we use for our grappling events, it takes up the whole floor of the venue, which would be 200 and some seats. So that we lose a lot. So we can only sell about a hundred seats for our grappling event, but moving forward, we'll be able to sell, you know, a couple hundred again for grappling anyway, which is a lot of fun. It's, it's, yeah. it's a different environment. It's, you know, it's, you don't have the, you know, the screaming and the yelling and kill him, you know, like in the background, you're, is that like, no, I'm not a big fan of those screaming gestures. Yeah. But because now, I've seen, story. I've seen like you had a couple of guys signing. I don't know if they, were they signing to the organization or were they signing up for the Kumite coming up there? A couple of young guys there. They looked like they were signing a contract, getting ready to like, hey, we're coming in there. Yeah, um, so they're signing to fight uh, mixed martial arts. We don't, that's a big thing for us. Like, you know, people have asked us that in the past. We don't plan to sign anybody. Um, right. At our level, in our local level here too, we're in, we're in, again, I can't stress that enough from the Maritimes and it's a small area and athletes need opportunities. So we'll, we probably will never sign anybody pro mm -hmm. or amateur. We want people to have opportunities. So if they can fight for us and win a belt that propels them to a bigger brand, or if they can fight for us and fight for another local brand right away, a month later, that's the ticket of growing our scene and, and competing we're athletes. We, for us as a brand, yeah, we want to sell tickets and have, have great fights and provide great entertainment and give athletes exposure. And then they can take that exposure and go to a higher brand. People that want to make this a career, you know, they need people like us and we need people like them. And it's that, it's that humble humility and one like that relationship of just knowing your place in the relationship and growing together. Right. And I think it's, I think that's very important. I rambled on there. I'm sorry. Oh, good. Listen, I, I, I just been impressed that you guys were able to keep this afloat during a, a COVID environment, but now it looks like, Hey, things are coming off. I I've lived okay in Nova Scotia and I know that people love to see fights in Nova Scotia. I mean, you go to pizza corners, you can see <laughs> fights downtown Halifax at pizza corners anytime. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, I'm sorry, jokes, we got jokes. A good, no, that's true, though. We got actually a good street <laughs> episode we're doing uh, coming up. It's another little inside tip. We're going to start doing some kind of like, uh, it's kind of like Jimmy Kimmel-esque stuff where they go around and ask, you know, kids or random things about, so it's going to be like that. And we might get to Pizza Corner at like one in the morning and do some some interviews. Bro, t-shirt for the best wrestler. Bro, bro, bro. He's <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Man. Uh, so March 12th, you have 32 the night before, 16 then, you whittle it down to 16. 16 are going to go on, and then it's eight, so that it goes down to four women then on the card as well on March 12th. Yeah, so it's like 20, 20 free matches during the day, and then at night, the 20 pay-per-views. So, and, and man, man, sorry I cut you off there a second ago about us continuing to run during COVID. And saying, you know, it's, it's for people like you or anybody giving us a platform, right? And, so, man, it, it hasn't been easy because we haven't got any help from anybody, government or anybody like that. We're not, we don't qualify for it as an event company. Yeah, every, time, every time I look over on Instagram, every time I look out there, 
and YouTube, I'm seeing you're interviewing another uh, fighter, somebody yeah. that's a trainer. You you're you're making signings of people to come in to fight. Um, yeah. I don't even know where you're finding these people, and I know that that's got to be challenging as well, having to sit there. Oh, are you double vaccinated? Oh, are you sure you can fight? <laughs> <laughs> um, you wouldn't believe it. I'm telling you, like you could, you can sign a fight one day and the next day it's off. It's wow. just, it's such a fickle game like that. It's just, it's a, it's a game. It's truly a game. And I'm not saying that like people are playing games. I mean like injuries or just random lists of things that can happen. Like, especially with COVID, that was a whole different, like I, I laughed with the commissioner today we, and I said, I don't know if I know how to run a co- not COVID event anymore. Like, because like, you do there's so much extra shit that you have to do that now that I'll be like, what do I do now? I don't even, there's nothing to do. <laughs> All this free time to do other stuff. <laughs> well, it's just, yeah, it's just like, it, and it's not like they're on their end. Like they're, it's just like between them and us and insurance or you know, mm-hmm. like the, the country's restrictions between all that kind of stuff. It's just so much to constantly think about. Like, even if you think about like 32 athletes coming in and their coach, everyone has like for the Kumite, it's one coach for MMA, it's two. Everyone's got to have their vaccine. So New Brunswick, for example, what we had to do is everybody had to provide double the vaccine. They also had to do a, a screening test for seven days and then provide a negative test upon arrival. Wow. Wow. Uh, are they all in the Atlantic region, these fighters? Or are they coming from all over? For the Kumite? Mm-hmm. All, all Atlantic. There's no one. Yeah, everything. Everyone, everyone's from. From, from the Atlantic region then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So do you have any defending champions coming into this here? I do. I do. We have a. Uh... There's not a, I will like, cause this is our fourth installment. Our fifth installment, just to redirect there is in July. And wow. in July, it's going to actually be a black belt Kumite. So it'll be all black belts from across Canada. Uh, we'll be competing in that one. So, and we'll have a, a little bit of a different, uh, anyway, we'll talk more about that another time. But uh, <laughs> yeah, going into this bracket, a lot of super talented guys uh, from all levels, big sizes who are small. Like the weight, the weight cutoff for the men is 220. So it's 220 and under you can weigh. So there's guys that are 130, 140 pounds, right? And there's lots of guys who are cutting weight to get to 220. And then there, the female is under 150, 150 pounds. And our defending champion is Sarah Wilson. She's coming back and defending her title. Uh, this girl is a powerhouse. She, she's competed, our, it was submission Kumite two. She competed in a singles match and, uh, did great. And then she came back and won the belt at submission Kumite three. So she's now to, uh, or she won the ring. I guess it was a submission Kumite ring for the, that one, but this one is a, a belt. So yeah, she oh, come wow. back. And then she's actually, uh, she's fighting as well on April 30th MMA. Wow. And she's fighting as well, April 30th. Oh, so you do have another MMA show coming up, FLA 3 then as well. Yes, sir. April 30th. Oh, you guys are popping off. You guys are getting ready. Yeah. Moves. Oh, yeah. We're, we have a couple other dates too, we're, but it's in, in this line of the game, you can't in this line of the game. In this, 
I don't know what I'm saying. In this uh, particular sport, like it, everything's from the, the government, right? So everything's yeah. regulated by them. So you can't just go announcing things. It all There's a process to having it done. And every province is different. And I'll be the first one to admit, sometimes I don't follow it. Not by not purpose. It's just because you're not, you, you're excited and blah, blah, blah. And you, but it's, uh, yeah, these commissions that we work with are great. They're doing a great job. And yeah, looking forward to putting on FLA3 in Moncton, New Brunswick, April 30th. Big pro-am card. Hopefully we can sell yeah. 1,000, 1,500 tickets and, and get life back to normal. Wow. Well, it's good because, you know, we're, we're coming into the endemic portion of the pandemic. You guys rode that wave. And now you're going to be able to have a little bit more uh, fluidity in order to make these things happen. So good on you. That's great. That's great to hear. Um, Thank you, man. Well, let's hope, you know, the thing is with, for us, it's a big thing. Like in Moncton, for example, our last event, we, we sold 400 tickets. So we, we, we got like the week before the event, not only do we have to move it from one province to another, the week before our event in that province, they made it so you couldn't actually go out. You weren't allowed to see your family. You couldn't go in and out of Moncton, but somehow you couldn't have turkey dinner with your family, yet somehow we were allowed to have a combat sports event. Anyway, so that didn't do great for our ticket sales. So I'm hoping, we're hoping we got a really great card lined up. Uh, some like really experienced, good pros who've been around here for a long time, putting it on the line, really talented athletes who, who you know, they've made the scene, you know, from their blood, sweat and tears. So those guys uh, are fighting. We got another real uh, Sarah uh, fighting on that card. She's taken on a super tough girl too so it's hopefully we can build those female divisions and yeah we're planning on five to six events a year for the next five years at least so wow hey listen we were talking beforehand and you were mentioning about uh a t-shirt giveaway with us there so what i like to do because we're gonna get, we're gonna send sarah some love here sarah wilson so what i want is whoever is following us there not just on the podcast here but follows us on our Facebook or Instagram, the first person that puts in Sarah Wilson's name, because I will ask the question, who is the defending champion going into Kumite 4? You listening to this podcast, you will put that answer there, and we will be sending you a beautiful FLA T-shirt. I'm, I'm, I had a look at them. They're, they're wonderful. They're wonderful. Of your choice. <laughs> of your choice, too? Oh, yeah, sure. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Derek's breaking the bank here. I don't know. <laughs> Holly Blend, you know, screen print, made in Canada. Come on. The list goes Man. on. Man. And especially now we're getting ready to go into spring. You could just rock it out, you know. <laughs> Cut it into a tank top if you like. <laughs> it's your shirt. Give <laughs> a shout out to my boy, Terry Goodtime Lemaire. Up in Timmins, Ontario. Great guy. Give a show Man, I saw, is he one of the sponsors of this year too? I was looking at, I was looking at your sponsorship no. here. There are, like there are, there are some, no, because it's like, so who is Terry Goodtime Lemaire then? He's a fighter out of Timmins, Ontario, pro, pro uh, bantamweight. Super good Wow. Guy. Your show. Wow. Man, we should, Man. Is he fighting for uh, the Burlington? The the Burlington? There's, no, there's a. Yeah, I don't know if he has fought for them. 
I don't know if Terry has or not fought for them, but he he his last two fights have been in in like Alabama, I think it is. B, oh B, wow, yeah, B two fighting series, I think. I I couldn't. I should be. I don't know where the hell it's Alabama or Oklahoma or somewhere in the Midwest. Anyway, that's that's where he's been fighting. Um, and he just him and his uh, partner just recently had a baby, so I think he's oh. kind of relaxing at home and working and doing his thing, man. So, but a real gem of a guy, so just a humble like Timmins boy. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. yeah. And he's from our neck of the woods. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. just north, where they make people really nice. Yeah, because if you go down too far south, yeah, there's something something gets lost. <laughs> something gets lost there on the way yeah. down to Toronto. I don't know. It's, it's this. It's just, yeah. It just disappears. <laughs> Everyone's scared to death. <laughs> I, mean, I, I lived in King West for a long time, and I absolutely loved it. Like I, I don't know if we spoke about this before, but I – Toronto gets a bad rap a lot and Ontario gets a bad rap because it's a beautiful province with a lot of beautiful people. And in Toronto, truly, I had some really great memories. And I never ran into, like, you know, you'd have your bros, you know, fight and whatever. But, like, I, I, I shouldn't say that I, I probably was, like, a drunk fool at certain points, you know. But we never found trouble. We never, like, you know what I mean? Everyone was good and just partied. Like, it wasn't – I spent yeah. a lot of really fun years in my 20s there, like, working in the bar industry or working in the tourism industry and stuff. And do, do you ever hang out down around that like King West area? I'm on the East side. So I'm, I'm down by Queen East actually. So okay, okay. yeah. So when I, when I actually go downtown, I go, I go walk in. I mean, we'll, we'll get up to the West side. So King West, you know, I, I, I love it there. It's beautiful. It's, it's changed a lot though. Hey, eh? it's totally changed now. Everything has changed here in Toronto completely. Yeah, it's uh, it's like where, where I live is very close to Regent Park, but it's not the Regent Park of old. It's uh, really? yeah, it's it's totally changed. Um, the vibe is good, but you still have your pockets here and there of you know, like 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 Moss Park is just up the yeah. up the road, and it's still got a lot of homeless people, and and you feel sorry because it's like. Uh, it's cold. It's so cold out there, you know? And so, I mean, it's, uh, but the thing is that Toronto itself has just got that, it's got its own vibe. Like we were here for New Year's, right? And I, I've never been in a place where I heard the city just, <laughs> you know, uh, it was unbelievable. Uh, I was just listening and it went for about 20 minutes of just fireworks and people screaming. And I'm like, you know, you know, in, in jubilation, not like, ah, but you know, that's very very like European, like, you know, like Canadians are a lot more subdued than that. So that's good to see. Uh, Like to me, that's great celebration, right? That's exactly it. Yeah. And so, you know, and and Toronto has always been, I think like the melting pot when it comes down to, because you have every single um, nationality race down in here as well. And I mean, I, I grew up in the area and it's, it's also, I mean, I'm very thankful I grew up here. Uh, being exposed to all these different cultures, you know, and uh, you'll ever get. That's exactly it, you know. But now it's like everybody is moving out everywhere, you know. Uh, you have Indian restaurants in Nova Scotia now that are just wonderful, and it's like you know what I hear. Like we just so we just moved to Truro this weekend. We're trying to make our way back to Pictou County, 
my partner got a, uh, left the government and uh, left her job there and, and took another job in, in Truro. And I hear so many people, like obviously we're looking at buying a different house and but right now we're in an apartment for a couple months until we find something that we want. And no one can find any because everyone from Ontario has come down here. That's what everyone everything. says. But it's like this generalization, right? Like it's like every single person, those people from Ontario keep coming down here and buying those provinces or those, those houses, you know, put the price right up. <laughs> It's like, no, no, everybody's probably not from Ontario, right? But it's just hilarious to think that it's a small town. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's Toronto's a great place. Definitely gets a bad rap sometimes, but it's it's like you said, it's a melting pot. People from all over the world and it's a great city, man, with a lot of things to like a lot a great arts and culture scene, a great food scene, a great entertainment scene. Like it's a really great city in my opinion. And it's right, probably I'm gonna be I'm going to be honest with you. I, I had an addiction with DoorDash over here. It was <laughs> because, <I bet. laughs> what do I want? A million different restaurants. That's it. Like, mm. What do I want? I have no idea. Yeah, it was a bad addiction. Uh, <laughs> I had to snap it. <laughs> it's a hard one. How do you snap the lead app? Oh, no, no, didn't even do that because it's still very convenient just to <laughs> dial it up every now and then. But it's just like, no, no, I'm not going to eat it. So I've, I've, I've whittled it down to once a month and we'll do it then because oh, it was it was three times a week. It was getting oh, real bad. Was, yeah. We did real well then to cut it down to once a month. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Better than me. Oh, it was really bad. I was just noticing it. And I'm just there going, what am I doing? Oh, no. But that's because, you know, where we were in, in Nova Scotia, we were in Fall River and nobody would deliver to us. And there was like two restaurants that were within 10 minute driving distance. So it was a Chinese restaurant and pizza. So that's all we were getting for takeout. So you come to a place like here, where at your fingertips, I can get Chinese, Jamaican, <laughs> Indian. <laughs> it's like, oh. And better, too. Man, what's that Fourth Locks restaurant like out there? Did you ever eat there? Yeah, it's it's nice. It's yeah. nice. There, there, there is not one bad restaurant I have been to around here yet. Yet. But there's so many restaurants. That's the thing. It's like... <laughs> That's it, man. And that, it's, I always say that. To, I kind of give a little speech in before every event and to kind of pump people up a little bit and i always say that i'm like you have no idea how lucky we are to be here always like we're competing like if you look if you look at like our events and i didn't do it at fla1 or fla2 but if you, if you look at our events so it's like bfl vancouver 70 some events btc toronto like 15 events uh fla two events like, you know, there's all, like, realistically, like, we're, we're competing with Vancouver, Toronto, and here we are in little, like I say it all the time, we're in little old Picto, Nova Scotia doing our jiu-jitsu events or whatever, like the town of 5,000 people and making it just look as good. So uh, it's a big thing. Follow your dreams, whether you're an athlete or, or whatever, and like, you have a chip on your shoulder a little bit and go forward and, and you know, be kind and, and be good, but it's... Uh, possible anywhere like you said it doesn't have to be big city life it can be anything anywhere not at all and from all indications it looks like you guys have built it well and if you can get through this covid i think you built it the last so so this Hopefully. is great you know uh we 
Nevada. Yeah, like I, I would love to come out there again and come visit. Uh, okay. I have a I have a buddy of mine. He he does fight promotions as well. Uh, he's big in Victoria. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of him, Stan Petterick from Petterick's Martial Art. So back in like '85, he was a world champion kickboxer, okay, and he great. opened up his martial arts school uh, out there on the island, and he also instructed Krav Maga. But then he got into like not only has he fought uh, fights, but he started promoting them as well. Yeah. And so it was really interesting because he would just get the the rec centers and everything like that. But he had the exact same thing that you were going through as well, where everything just got canceled, canceled, you know, his gym had to be shut down. I'm telling you, like, like for a guy who got like, you know, I plan luxury trips around the world, logistics and deal with logistics changes, that kind of stuff, you know, with 30, 40 people on a bus or a plane, you know, in a different country, you don't speak the language. I'm used to that kind of stuff, but these events are a whole different ball game. I like, I always say to people, I'm like, if you promoted a concert, well, okay. Now at this, this concert, there's 40 bands essentially. Cause every team is a different band and like, it's yeah. all logistics. Everything's a moving part. And, but it's not just, you have your commission, you have your sound and lighting, you have your ambulance and paramedics, you have your insurance, you have your whole, all your fighters and their teams, you have the venue team, you have your AV team for your pay-per-view it's an insanely amount of stuff, but it just becomes, I don't know, second nature, but the sport has changed so much because I will say because of the UFC and pride and those kind of things, putting on those big shows, like we often thought about, and we still think about maybe changing our model and cutting back to like those small little rec centers. But now because the rules are so different, you can't like capacity issues and you have to have fire marshal and you have to have security plans and all these things that are involved, it, it doesn't benefit. It costs so much to put on an event. You ha- are almost forced to, to use a big venue, right? And so that's the downfall. Oh, absolutely. Old absolutely. Gone, which sucks because that's when, yeah. you know, the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. Like, I would say the 80s and 90s was just such a wonderful time. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, I think we're, we're, we're coming out on the other side, um, you know, due to these last little bit of world events there, things are not feeling the greatest. But the thing is though, is that you've, you've managed to, you know, you and John have managed yeah. to, to direct this over and, and steer this ship and keep it on a course that you haven't collided it. So I think you're about to come out on top here, buddy. Like you, Derek, it, it looks great. I'm looking at all your sponsors here. You got tons of support here by way of sponsorship over there on the, on the East coast. So uh, good on you. And I'm, I'm going to be watching myself for Kumite for this. That's going to be awesome. I, I can't wait for that. Uh, and I, I, you're going to have to let me know. You have to come back on before FLA three. Sure, man. Yeah, maybe we'll get the main event guys on or something like that or, or whatever. Yeah, we'll that that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, you're fun to talk to too, Derek. Yeah. Sure, man. I don't mind coming on. I always love coming <laughs> on and chatting with you, man. You know, it's great people. And and uh, I can't remember the gentleman who was on last time with me when I was swatting bees, but he was. Oh, that was that was my buddy Reed there. So he's uh, he's busy right now as well. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 very knowledgeable about the fight game, like extremely knowledgeable. Nice. Yeah, that's right. I remember because he, he trained, I think at one point, I think that's right. He did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe he fought. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, from, uh, 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. From Massachusetts there. So, you know, so yeah. And, and the thing is, I think that Nova Scotia, like, like Nova Scotia and Massachusetts, they have that affinity for each other as well. Yeah. There's kind of that. It's weird. Like growing up, like my parents are big Yankees fans, but growing up, like so many people are like, I'm a Boston fan. Like why? Like, well, you know, I'm Boston, man. It's just down there. Like, what? This is weird. But just, yeah, I don't know. To me, like, but Boston is like, if we, to me, I would much rather drive to Boston any day than I drive to Montreal. And I lived in Montreal. I love Montreal. But for some reason, I like Boston better. It's just, it's, it's a, like a 12-hour drive each way. So, right. I don't know. I, lo- I, love, I really enjoy going down through, like, Portland, Maine, in, in the Maine area. Anyway, shout out to uh, him in, in New England. You hear that, Reed? All right. <laughs> One final thing I want to say. Keep it peaceful, everybody. I know there's a lot of bullshit out there in the world. No matter where you're from, just be kind to one another. It's the most powerful thing is, you know, give somebody a hug. Tell them you love them. Man, be good that, is some, that is some great words. True, hey, man. Derek, thank you so much for coming on, my man. All right. Uh, so check out his show here, Kumite number four. This is going to be amazing. March 12th, it is at... Let's have a look here. Where do you, where, where are you holding this at again? At the DeCoste Center in Nova Scotia. There Pictou. it is, DeCoste Center in Pictou, Nova Scotia. Ooh, so we're going to be able to see that. And right now, you could be able to buy pay-per-view for Kumite 4 as well. So please go on to FLA.com, right? So it's FLA.com. Fight League Atlantic. I'm sorry, it's right here on top of FLA. here. FLA.com will bring you to a cosmetic for women. We don't need that. Oh, FightLeagueAtlantic.com. <laughs> oh, maybe some of, some of them do. We don't, but some, some of my listeners might. But uh, FightLeagueAtlantic.com. Go check them out. Have a look at this. Get your pay-per-view. Support these guys. Derek, class act, my friend. Thank you, man. Appreciate you having us on. Lots of love. We'll see you soon. Absolutely. There we are, and we're back. Just like that, the magic of editing. Isn't that great? Sean, great job carrying the uh, the water there with uh, Derek. Folks, I hope you guys look forward to our promotion uh, with the graciousness of Fight League Atlantic. Sean, I'm sure there's more detail you could give us. And Yeah. Uh, I, uh, these guys managed to run this uh, promotion out there on the East Coast of Canada during a pandemic. They started just before the pandemic and have carried this thing. So this is a Kumite uh, number four. So when they do a Kumite, it's actually all submissions. Okay. Uh, to me, this is great. I mean, there's no striking. So if you're if you're a grappling aficionado, this is the one to watch. And this is going to be some upcomers, obviously, coming up throughout the ranks. Uh, these guys are doing it right. They're going to have FLA number three happening, I believe. He was telling me in July. So I'm looking forward to that. These guys are these guys are doing the the right thing. And despite all these things that have, that have come before them, they're, they're, they're there and they're still promoting. And they're kind enough to do a T-shirt giveaway from them. I mean, that's awesome. So, again, all you got to do, listen to the interview, get onto our Facebook or our Instagram, and put in who is the current champion coming in, female champion coming in from this Kumite number four. So listen to the interview, send us something on Facebook or Instagram, 
You'll get a shirt. Size so we can figure it out. That's it. Man. Uh, just, like that. just like that. We're in the big time. You know, I always, I always enjoy talking to Derek. He's just such a easygoing guy. And, uh, you know, it, the, the thing that always makes me laugh whenever I talk to him is like, you know, he's always going to train, but he keeps talking about how bad he is as far as uh, competing. And I'm like, dude, you're the promoter. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Those they can't do teach, you know, and they teach promote. well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they works. teach well. That's exactly. it works. You know, Fantastic. man. So listen, man, you got a one-on-one question for me? I do. I do. We'll see. We'll see how you feel about it this time. Um, I had to write it down because I forgot all about it. All right. Um, this is what it is. What is the most uh, unique or weird fashion trend that you would like to bring back? What the? <laughs> you know, like, like bell bottom. No, no, I got it. Favorite I... fanny pack or, you know. Oh, my gosh. Bandanas. Uh... I know you're a big bandana guy. You're, you're bedazzled banana hammocks that you like to wear in the ring you know, you know. Uh, I think what I would love to see come back do you remember the ponchos in the 90s yeah I like yeah. the ponchos I'd see the poncho come back those multicolored things it's really cool to put on the rapes is that what they call them that's the one yeah yeah I, I so in Canada it's just poncho because we were just yeah, it what, was just, a, yeah. what a fat guy move <laughs> it's the best you don't know what you're getting and you're yeah. warm <laughs> yeah. i don't hate it i don't hate it that's for sure yeah well what about you i have a separate question but what about you what's your fashion thing you want oh, i mean a fanny pack i think that's the move it's you know who doesn't want to have a fanny you pack? look like a fanny pack kind of guy you know, I want to put my wallet and my phone and my keys in there and not worry about it in my pockets. I like to get my hands in my pockets to keep warm, you know, and there's too much stuff in the way. My hands are too big. And pockets are too small. Big guy problems. We both have big guy problems. All right. My one-on-one question to you. I was going to do this originally, and then I decided, no, you know what? I'll just make it into a question. I was going to actually do a mockumentary on this because February 20th, 2020, is the only time a Zamboni driver beat the Toronto Maple Leafs or any professional hockey team. Mm. Do you think my mockumentary is going to be about this, but do you think that in Arizona that the Zamboni driver over there would dress up in clown makeup and try to scare Austin Matthews. And that's why when he had a look at the Samboni driver in net, he just could not score on him. He just was just shell-shocked because he has a terrible fear of clowns. Uh, is that where your rationale is for losing in such a way? Absolutely. There's, there's, there's got to be a fear of some sort. That's why, Freddie Anderson, that's why Freddie Anderson uh, jumped ship. He wanted to learn from the Zamboni mm-hmm. driver how to play net. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about the clown makeup. It feels like remember when the Saints hired the guy that was driving the beer truck to run return kickoffs? That one, yeah, time? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael Lewis. Yeah. I mean, that's a better story than this one. 
you know? I don't know. I saw Carey Price. He had a clown nose when he was playing in the playoffs last year. Oh, and they still beat you. Is that what you're saying? You say only clowns beat the Leaps? Yeah. <laughs> the entire National Hockey League is full of clowns. Wow. By your man. <laughs> I'm actually, I, I'm seriously, seriously thinking this. I'm thinking to myself that there is a real clown. It's <laughs> a clown a, problem. That's a clown that a clown has won a playoff series every year for the last 27 years. Is that what you're hey, saying? Call the kettle black. That's all I'm saying. There's definitely a lot of clowns running around. There are a lot of clowns. There's, probably, there's two clowns on this show right now. That's it. <laughs> I'm sure your cat is going to love watching your mockumentary. I'll say that. It'll be widely viewed in the Valancourt house by the cat. <laughs> I might still do it, but now I, I'm too far from that date, from February 20th. So I'm going to have to think of something else in order yeah. to get into this mockumentary. Uh, it's always mocking season for the Leafs, so feel free. <laughs> Dang, you're a clown. And with that, <laughs> if you can't be good, be good at it. That's it. You've listened to the podcast, but now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Get all of our info at guysbeersports.com, where you can find all the ways to connect with us. Watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week. And join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos, or even join us as a guest live commentator. The GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls.